Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlay spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. I know July 14th, guys, British Open. Uh, Roy McElroy, 9 to 1. Dustin Johnson, 28 to 1. How about Tiger, 40 to 1? I might throw some money on John Daly. You know, former champ, 1,000 to 1 odds. Why not? Go for the long shot. But, uh, best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Wanna go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame you know and then you get free the only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with miss mcgill <laughs> And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 222 of the big show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? It's Canada Dialogue Weekend, of course, July 4th, uh, Independence Day. Hope everybody's having a festive holiday weekend. Um... Sorry for bringing this to you a little late today. We're recording. Normally, I, uh, you know, I have it out, uh, Sunday morning at the top of the hour. But, uh, no, last night, uh, I was gonna record. Got into the, no, like, won't lie. Got into the beers. Um, talked to a few folks. And, uh, tried to get, uh, some, some folks involved. And, uh, uh, nobody, uh, stepped up. And, uh, yeah. There we go. So I didn't have it. I was going to kind of do this, like, kind of this drunken dial-up show. And uh, to be completely honest, I got sidetracked and uh, 
Yeah, <laughs> it just didn't happen. Uh, so, and then I had to work this morning. So now that I'm back and it is noon, um, I figured I will, I better get something out. So this is what I'm doing. Um, yeah, it's kind of a weird, it's kind of a weird weekend. Unfortunately, I had to work all weekend again. Um, and my wife, of course, teach, of course, now has the summer off. So she actually went up to the, her parents' cabin and, uh, I've been left alone. I've been left alone here for the last four days. And, uh, I laughed before she left. She like left the list. Like I'm a teenager being left alone for the first time. You know, it's like, you know, I did live on my own before we started dating, you know, just, you know, of course that she's like, yeah, but you remember what that house looked like? And it's like, ah, oh, that's, that's true. <laughs> Touche. Um, but yeah, so. You know, it got me out of, uh, uh, for, I forgot to, but I laughed, she left the, left the list that I forgot to, uh, water the lawn, <laughs> turn the water on. But, fortunately for me, it rained, so, there we go. So, look at that, I, well, apparently that's the thing, you leave a list, I still don't, can't follow the list, so, uh, hopeless, I guess, but, um, yeah, what about, folks, what are we going to talk about today? Uh, you know what, um. You know, some playoff numbers, um, Basil McRae has been brought up, um, I'm going to throw a few things out there and see what the listeners have to say and we'll dive, we'll dive deeper down that rabbit hole at a later date, but I want to talk about that for a sec. And, um, oh, some, uh, some upcoming ice wars and some rumors and, uh, and then, and then a little, uh, once again, a little social media back and forth I had that uh, I'd like to talk about, but I'll save that for the end. But like I said, it's not going to be a very long episode today. Just long enough to you know round out your commute or, or however you're listening to this. Maybe you're running on the treadmill. I don't want to keep you on the treadmill for too long, but it'll be just enough to just enough to burn off an, uh, the weekend calories and and get a sweat going. That's how long this episode will be. But... Uh, well, before we get going, obviously, uh, as I said, I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. There's over 50 shows in the network. All the NHL teams are represented, so whatever team you're a fan of, there's a show for you. Uh, of course, they're uh, you know the season over now. I know some of the shows have gone on hiatus until the fall. Um, other guys are bringing the, doing the draft, of course, which is I believe next week. And uh, yeah, but check it out. And then, of course, my off network friend Alec Old Zealand over there at the Five for Fighting Podcast. And I don't know, he periodically throws out episodes here and there. He's not on a set, he's a free spirit. He's on a, he's not on a set schedule. <laughs> he's probably still out there in the parking lot waiting for his lumber. Um, inside joke. But, uh, yeah, I will say though, he has a tremendous back catalog. Frank Bylos, Rob Ray, uh, Sean Pete, Jason Rushton, on and on. Uh, his latest episode was Nico Blatchman. Um, he's kind of got the East Coast League, uh, cornered, that market cornered. Um, cause Alex started a YouTube channel this year. Uh, Five for Fighting on YouTube. Please go to it, check it out, subscribe. Uh, I always say hit the subscribe button. It might not be a big deal to you guys, but as creators, it is a big deal to us. Also, while you're on YouTube, Fourth Line Voice on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. I would appreciate it. I have over 2,500 videos. Um, but Alec has, 
they put up all of the East Coast League, well, most of the East Coast League fights from this year. And a pretty solid uh, season this year overall. I mean, I rant and rave and bitch about hockey, but, you know, the East Coast League, eh, not bad, not bad. Anthony Collins, Glotz, um, Newber, Newber, uh, uh, Blatchman, uh, Gagnon. It's, uh, you know, pretty pretty solid uh, tilts this year. So wander over and give that a look-see. You'll dig it. And, uh, yeah, and speaking of social media, if you happen to be on there, why? But if you are, uh, Fourth Line Voice on Twitter as well as on Facebook. Um, I'm just going to stick to putting pictures and videos up, apparently, because if I if I share an opinion, holy shit, it's, uh, it, it, it really puts a crack in my tough guy persona, apparently. So I'll get into all that. <laughs> That's a tease, a preview of the uh, the uh, end rant of today's episode. Um, but yes, check it out. But uh, all right, getting into this. Um, well, of course, the Colorado Avalanche win the Stanley Cup, and um, yeah. So I I, I decided to uh, look into some numbers. You know that high intensity aggressive playoff hockey and uh there were 89 playoff games this year and nine fights so there we go 89 games nine whole fights so yeah okay but one of my favorite accounts on twitter tough guy numbers i have cited his uh uh his research before on this show and i really enjoy his pay if you happen to be on twitter Definitely tough guy numbers. Like I said, check out his account. But uh, he does like kind of you know most penalty minutes in the eighties, most you know most fights of the seventies, and blah blah blah. You know most fights by a left winger. Uh, you know with a last name that starts with T. Stuff you know stuff like that. He does all these kind of funky stats. But of course, being the playoff times, he uh, threw out some playoff stats, and it's. And it's so funny as the years or the decades, I guess, have gone on, how things have changed. Like I just said, there was nine fights this year's playoffs. Um, uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, most career fights in the Stanley Cup Finals, and this is uh, data collected from 1968 to present. Um, Kevin McClellan was seven. Wayne Cashman six. Dwayne Sutter was six. The Hammer with five, and Mario Trombley with four. Um. The most major penalties in the eighty in the playoffs in the eighties: uh, Willie Plett with twenty-eight, Nyland twenty-seven, Secord twenty-four, Dwayne Sutter twenty-three, McClellan twenty-one. Most majors in the nineties: uh, McSorley was seven, Tenorti was seven, uh, Chase was six, Mike Lawler was six, Chris King was six, Odeline was six, uh, McKay, Randy McKay, and Bob Rose with six. Uh, so. Yeah, so it was kind of the 80s, man, I'm telling you. Most penalty minutes in a playoff season. Chris Nyland, 1985-86, Montreal, 141. The Hammer, Philadelphia, 73-74 with 139. Jay Miller, 87-88 with 124 penalty minutes. Tiger Williams, 81-82 with Vancouver, 116. And Charlie Bourgeois in St. Louis, 85-86 with 116. Um, Yeah. I don't know, I, I just kind of, um, I don't know, maybe some people don't like those, but I found them interesting, I just like, most penalty minutes in a playoff season, 141, I don't think the guy that led the NHL regular season this year had 141, 
Um, yeah, so different times for sure, different times. But yeah, I just, uh, I thought I'd share those. Like I said, I enjoy the Tough Guy Numbers uh, Twitter account. And, uh, you know, it was the playoffs, so I wanted to uh, share those. Um, but, um, wow, speaking of which, friend of the show. And tough dude in his own right, Curtis the Cowboy Swanson. Of course, he has been on this show a few times and most recently was uh, in Ice Wars. And I had him on and, you know, former LNH player. And, uh, yeah, and overall just a good dude. Swanee's a great guy. And he actually made his amateur boxing debut last Saturday. Um, of course, Dean Mayrat, again, another friend of the show. Um, he owns the Titan Boxing Gym in Cold Lake, Alberta. Well, they put on uh, an event in Cold Lake last Saturday that featured 16 amateur fights and two professional fights, and they live streamed it on YouTube. I hope people checked it out. I had put the I had put the link up on uh, social media, but uh, Curtis stepped into the ring for his, this guy's fighting everywhere. If it's not Ice Wars, he's in Cold Lake boxing, and I'm telling you, you know, have fists will travel, but. Um, you know, well, well, not only doing that, but running Knuckle Busters Pipe Fitting, uh, his company that he runs up in Alberta. So he's, uh, you know, he's busy as shit, but he still finds time to throw down. So there you go. But, uh, <clears throat> yes, he stepped in the boxing ring and won a split decision. So Swanee is 1-0 and in his boxing career. So I went and checked the Titans Boxing uh uh, YouTube channel, and they don't, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna ask Dean, but they, they don't have the, the event up on their channel in their history, so I'm gonna ask him, uh, I mean, I watched it on YouTube live, but I was hoping they'd also have the replay on it, so, uh, I'll have to ask him to, uh, see if they can get that on there, but, and I will let you know, but in the meantime, I hope people checked it out, but, speaking of Ice Wars, um, of course, that happened May Long Weekend, in Edmonton, well, uh, it is happening again. Ice Wars 2, again in Edmonton at the River Cree Casino on August 6th. And, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm not quite sure. Again, it's, uh, well, that's what it's happening because tickets are on sale and blah, blah, blah. But I don't know in terms of a tournament what they're doing. Uh, that's been sort of, uh, you know, not, not divulged yet. But, uh, some of the, I know a lot of the guys are coming back and returning. Um, I know Swanson wants to. Um, but he wanted to see how his boxing match went. So I haven't, I have yet to talk to him about that, but I know if he's healthy, uh, he will certainly probably, he will certainly be in it again. But I know Daniel Ainsbury's coming back and, uh, and I know some of the, there's a couple new, new folks, uh, signing up and, uh, and I mean, it's no secret because they put it on their social media. So everyone, you know, so it's already out there, but, uh, Justin Schmidt, who led all of professional hockey this year in fights. I believe he had 21 or 22 uh, playing in the Federal Hockey League. Uh, he has signed up, and uh, along with uh, Jordan Roach, uh, who, uh, of course, is the Manitoba Junior Hockey League's all-time penalty minute leader in 99-2000 uh, in Selkirk Steelers. In 43 games, he had 543 minutes of penalties. So, uh, But he also went on and played... Uh, uh, professionally in uh, the Central League as well as the LNAH. Um, so he is uh, uh, coming out of retirement to uh, give it a, a kick at the can. And then um, James Donnie Brooks, 
Um, a former federal hockey league player has signed up and, uh, he is going in it as well. So, um, and if you watch some of his, a lot of his fights from the federal league are on YouTube as well. Uh, pretty good. I'm telling you. So, uh, yeah, those three have announced on their social media that they are in this ice wars too. So, uh, as Justin's or Justin, pardon me, Justice Smoke, former guest of the show, as well as, uh, he won his ice wars event, his fight. Uh, he is back in it. Uh, Bo Cornell is back in it. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see who, uh, who is returning and what new people are signing up. So I will keep you abreast of all that sort of thing. And, uh, I'm hoping, uh, working out my schedule, but I'm hoping to be back in Edmonton for the event on August 6th and, uh, be out there, uh, networking and schmoozing and glad handing. And, uh, yes, putting out the fourth line voice. I don't know. Stench. (laughs) I will, I'll be out there and, uh, like I said, uh, I I, enjoy, I I I really enjoyed myself last time we went, and uh, it was fun to meet everybody and uh, take part of the take part in it, uh, or be a part of it, and uh, yeah, hope to do the same this time. So, and uh, but I and I think now in August, you know, with no hockey going on, because of course last time when we went on, of course the Ed, it, it's in Edmonton and the Oilers are playing the Flames in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, not great timing. So. Um, I think after, you know, with the publicity that got on social media and, and everything else, I think there'll be a few more tickets sold for the second event here. I think it'll be a little busier this time around. So uh, it should be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. So hopefully I can get out there. And uh, for those that aren't coming, I will certainly, I'll probably do some more live stuff on my phone, like maybe talk to some of the guys when the event's on and that type of thing and get a lot more interactive and, you know, I'll kind of really get my Facebook because I did upload some of the fights as they were happening and some of just the, I was trying to kind of capture the feel of what was going on around me. Um, you know, I'm trying to get that, uh, kind of that vibe. Um, I wanted to kind of capture that. So I was uploading some of that to Facebook, um, as the event was going on. Um, I will do that again if I can. Um, I think, like I said, I think this time I will maybe incorporate, like I said, some, some, uh, some of the fighters and that type of thing, or some of the personalities that are there. Um, you know, I will, I'll try to do a little more multimedia type things. Um, you know, we'll see, but while not being, um, I don't know what's, what sort of. I, I don't, I don't know. I'm struggling for the words that I'm trying to say. Um, well, not being over the top with it. Though I will say the one thing, and I said this, um, when the first event was going on, um, I would show like maybe five or ten seconds of the fight while it was happening, or, you know, and I had, I, at the, t- and of course, again, it was live. So I had people responding to me right away. Well, why don't you put the whole fight up and blah, blah, blah. Who won? Blah, blah, blah. And it was like, well, by the event. It's $20 on Fight TV. Like, really? Like, why does everyone have to just figure out a way to scam something or get something for free? Or, you know, like, can you not support the event with your money? That's how these events happen and will continue to happen is they need money. They need the support. Like, 
everyone's always looking to scam and whatever. And I mean, okay, you got your illegal streams to the UFC. Well, the, you know, and I'm not saying it's right because that will just make me a hypocrite for what I just said 10 seconds ago. But I mean, at the same time, I'm not trying to excuse it, but really, it's a billion dollar company. Uh, you know, okay, so I mean, I'm a little more lenient on that sense. Where if it's Ice Wars and it's just kind of a little mom and pop, we're starting up thing. Like the Galantes aren't the UFC, you know, like, so, um, and again, the, the plus the pay-per-view isn't $59.99, it's $20. So I would like to think the people out there, hey, g- get a couple buddies and a case of beer, five bucks a piece, throw it in. I think we can all afford that at this point in our lives, can we not? Like, come on, you know, so really. So, uh, for anybody out there wondering, am I gonna f- bootleg? I'm a bootlegger, baby! Am I gonna bootleg the whole event? I would not do that to AJ. Uh, or, you know, no, I am not gonna do that. I will put up a few clips here and there to capture the spirit of the thing. But no, I am, I am not, uh, bootlegging the whole thing so you could sit there and watch it on your phone for free. No, pay the $20, fight TV. Give me a break. Let's go. You know, support the event. But anyway, as the weeks come on, uh, well, it's a few, I guess it's a five weeks, I guess. Um, as it gets closer and more guys are announced, of course, I will be talking about that. And uh, maybe I'll have some of the guys on, uh, you know, and uh, you will see what happens. But um, what are the other, oh, and the other rumors, of course, in the, uh, on the UK the UK forum, lots of, I have lots, lots of listeners over in the UK. I know the rumors are abound in Nottingham as talking to Garrett Hunt and Matthew Gagnon. I know those are the, the, the rumors that have been thrown around and bantied about. Um, I could neither confirm or nor deny those rumors. I have no idea. Um, I will say this. Either guy would be great, but if you got Garrett Hunt, I will tell you. He will be the fan favorite in about three shifts. Um, he will be suspended by about the seventh shift for throwing a hit that's too hard. <laughs> but I have never, and this isn't exaggeration or anything, I have never seen anyone play like Garrett Hunt. Um, he is a five foot seven, 180 pound bodybuilder. He is a legit bodybuilder on skates. Uh, plays a thousand miles an hour, uh, will take legit runs at everybody, and he plays like a Super Bowl. And I've never seen it. I mean, very reminiscent, yeah, to Andy Bezo, that type of thing. Um, he was a better, he's a better player than Bezo was. I think, yeah, I think Bezo would be the better fighter. But, uh, well, yeah, I don't know. But Garrett Hunt will fight anybody. As he's, If you go look at his fight card, he has fought Gillies, and he has fought... Sawyer and Penner and, you know, I'm not saying he won these fights, but fearless and will fight them. Um, at this stage, I'm not knocking anybody over in the UK, but I think at this stage, uh, Garrett Hunt will have no problem fighting anybody over there. Um, but in just terms of, I have heard, I read somewhere online, one of the UK fans was, well, looking at his penalty minute total, Nottingham can have him or something. Like, okay, he has worn... He's been the captain on almost all the teams he's played on. Um, he is um, he is the most penalized player in East Coast Hockey League history. Um, having said that, he had 
you know, uh, multiple double-digit goal seasons. Uh, like I'm looking at his stats right, 709 East Coast League games, 247 points, 2,600 penalty minutes, 70 playoff games. He had 25 points in 124 minutes. Um, again, is I, am I saying he's going to go over to the the UK and you know snipe 30 and put up 300 minutes? No. Um, is he? Does he have a clue what the little rubber black frozen thing is rolling around out there? Yes. He is not some goof that doesn't know what's going on. Uh, like I said, he has been a leader on and has worn a letter on every team he's been on. So, like you know, you're not getting some clown. Uh, you know, from some backwoods senior league. So stop with that stupid, that stupid talk. But there's always got to be one, right? It's a, now looking at a penalty minutes, like, oh, okay. You, well, you don't know what you're looking at. You've never seen him play. You, you couldn't pick him out of a police lineup, but you know everything about Garrett Hunt already got by looking at hockey DB. Okay. Uh, so no, believe me. The UK fans would lose their minds if they saw Garrett Hunt there. So I really hope he signs there. Like I said, I know he's had a couple tough injuries. Played sparingly the last couple years. He's over in the KHL. I know he got 20 game suspension for whatever. I mean, it was, you know, over there. I mean, abusive officials and stuff. He didn't, it's online. It was a bunch of nothing. But I th- I'm sure they just kind of wanted him out of the league because he's mean or whatever. But, uh, you know, everybody talks, oh, so he's like Link Gates or something. It's like, no. <laughs> but, uh, like I said, he's a, he's a, well, I mean, they're all like elite at nutrition, health and health guys and, you know, everything like that. But, I mean, Hunt's like kind of next level nutrition guy. He is legitimately a bodybuilder. Um, so, yeah, he is, uh, you know, I'm sure fit, primed, and ready to rock and roll. So, um, I think it would be a great signing over in the UK, and uh, that would be very interesting. I'd love to see it. Um, and if that doesn't happen, and it's Matthew Gagnon who goes back from the East Coast League back over to the UK, he was over there at one time, and um, I kind of asked, I said, well, what did he leave for in the first place? And uh, I was told, I don't know how, whatever, but the, I was told that the original management of the team, the coach was not a big fan. Uh, the coach that came in was not a big fan, so Gagnon didn't last very long and went back to the States. Um, I know he is at home now playing in Quebec in the East Coast League at Trois-Rivières. Um, so I don't know I don't know if he's comfortable at home and just wants to stay in Quebec and kind of play hockey and, you know, be in the area, or if he wants to come back over the pond, who knows. Um, but, again, very tough dude. Very, very, very much a throwback to, like, a 90s, 80 style enforcer. Um, again, not the player that Hunt is. Um, I better, I'm no slight to, I'm a big fan of both guys. I, I would say Gagnon's a better fighter. Hunt's the better player. Um, but, uh, either or, imagine, I said if they got both, they'd be the toughest team in hockey. Um, but, uh, that is the rumors over in the UK. And, uh, not that I'm trying to turn this into a TMZ show, but, that's I, those are the rumors on my feed, and I've been asked by a few folks what's going on. I've been told a few things, so anyway, I just wanted to share that. We're just hey, we're just talking. We're friends here, right? So that's that's what I've heard through the grapevine. And no, I'm not being coy or anything like that. No, I'm not. I don't know if they've signed or whatever, but that's what's happening for now. Um, 
The next thing I wanted to talk about was Razzle Dazzle Basil McRae. Um, it's been brought up, it got brought up to me a while ago by a listener, uh, Al. I hope you're doing well out there. Um, <laughs> he has a particular hate on for Basil McRae. Um, basically, he asked me, do I think Basil McRae is a poser? Because um, he was like, well, he was a pin hound and he never fought to win. That was that was a couple. I didn't go really in depth with the whole why do you not like Basil, blah, blah, blah. But those were a few of the points off the top of my head that I can remember him saying to me. And I said, I'd like to do a deep dive into Basil McRae's career. Um, just give me some time and, and that type of thing. Um, I went online last night and I looked up some of his fights. I mean, I have assorted DVDs from the 80s and 90s. I mean, I've seen a ton of Basil McRae fights, but I've also seen a ton of other fights in my life. So they all start to sort of run together after a while. So I have to, do, I had to do a refresher. So I went onto YouTube, uh, you know, obviously boom, 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 Basil McRae and off I went. Um, I really wish Drop Your Gloves was still around. Oh, that was so much easier. Uh, I will get into that in a sec too. Um, but, uh, so I looked on hockeyfights.com, you know, um, at their fight card, how accurate it is, I'm not sure. Because every once in a while, you could go back on the Wayback Machine and bring up old Drop Your Gloves fight cards. Unfortunately, Basil's, like, you cannot. Um, so I had to use hockey fights. Um, according to their numbers, he had 209 NHL fights. Um, you know, I don't know, Al, I gotta tell you, like, I don't know. I don't think he was that bad. Now, in saying that, am I putting him in some top 10 or was he a contender for the belt in any season? No. Um, I, you know what, overall though, um, when I went, I don't, when I went down, I will say, cause you know, I guess his, his, you know, his, his big run, I mean, when people think of Basil McRae, I mean, I think they obviously, um, they, they think of, uh, I, I, sorry for the typing and the clicking here, folks. I just want to get his numbers in front of me. Um, I think when people think of Basil McRae, they think of the Minnesota, uh, slash Dallas Stars. Um, or I guess he was always, well, I guess he was always in Minnesota. Was he in, they, was he on Dallas? Or was he, I mean, they all, they have it listed just here as Minnesota on Hockey DB. But regardless, a North Star. Um, you know, because he had, you know, the three 300-minute seasons, 200-minute seasons, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, 576 NHL games, 2,400 minutes, 209 fights. Um, you know what? Uh, I can't, uh, I can't really, to be honest, I can't shit on Basil McRae. I really can't. Um, you know, uh, from watching his fights, um, you know, solid fight. I had some great, he had some very solid fights with Joey Koser, John Cordick. Um, Bruby kind of got the better of him. Um, Ewan, um, watching them, he could throw with both hands. Um, not the biggest guy, uh, what are they, what are they 6'2", 205, um, you know, um, had, had, had a great fight with Darren Kimball, um, I, you know, Al, I don't, I'm not seeing it, man, I'm like, you know, I, I, like I said, I went down the rabbit hole a little bit, uh, now again, it's YouTube, so I didn't see all of his fights, 
Um, if anybody out there, what I would like to, if anybody has a Basil McCray, uh, DVD, um, could you send it to me? Just, we can just, we'll do a download thing or something. I'd really appreciate it because, uh, I'd, like I said, I'd, I'd love to go further into it, um, you know, and, and really explore that. Um, like I said, for, I, I didn't spend hours and hours combing YouTube for every Basil fight out there. Like I said, I kind of, I hit the high points, some of the bigger names, um, I, he didn't really take any shit kick, like I'm sure he did over his career, everybody does, but in the fights that I watched, he didn't really take any shit kickings. Um, now, one of your points was he didn't fight to win. Um, I, I'd like to talk to you further about what you mean by that, because I'm not... Um, I don't know, because like, in terms of that, I like in my opinion... I mean, I know what you're saying, but I think, uh, for me, for something like that, um, uh, what can I, for me, an example would be like Pat Maroon or something like that. To me, that's fighting not to win. That's just, you know, or, or a lot of today's guys, they kind of hang on and, you know, throw one, take one, but not, but they kind of, I call it safety fighting. Um, I don't think Basil did that, not from what I was watching, um, he would swing wide open with guys like him and Kimball go toe to toe, and um, and McGuire, him and Kevin McGuire. Um, he he swings with Coaster, who and that with and that was with the Red Wings when Joey, you know, had the big rep, um, and he did it. Um, now again, I, you know, did he have knockout power? Was you know, what, for lack of a better term, was anybody's was any enforcer scared of Basil McCray? Well, no, he wasn't. Probably not. Um, but. I don't know. He he got in there. Yeah, he put up a ton of pims. Um, as you brought up uh, again with Minnesota being a tag team partner with Churla, I was much like yourself. I was always a Churla guy. Um, I love Shane Churla was awesome. I mean, you talk about excitement. Um, Churla had that in spades. Um, but I, I honestly, um, much like yourself, I no. I was sort of always, I was never a Basil guy. I, I never, I guess I was sort of indifferent on him. I never really, wasn't like I was talking shit about him, but at the same time, it wasn't like, you know, I was putting up posters on my room or anything as a kid, but, um, you know, eh. But, uh, after watching, like I said, I want to get a DVD that really covers his career and I can kind of, and then I can give you a much better, uh, diagnosis of what I think. But from, what I watched last night, again, it was through a few, a few beers deep, but I gotta say it wasn't, he wasn't bad actually. And he actually did much better than I remember him doing. Um, I re for some reason in my mind, I built it up like he was kind of a real catcher, but, uh, I, but he, man, he was switching hands and not looking bad. And like I said, pretty solid against Coaster, had a real solid fight with Marty. That was another good one in LA. Um, again, I get what you're saying. Did he win these fights? No. Did he lose these fights? No. I don't think so. Um, now, again, he might have, whatever, been outpunched at 19 to 15. But in my world, I, how I call that, I would just call it a draw. Uh, you know, take a few, give a few, whatever. Uh, did he get beat up? Not in the fights I watched. Did he beat anybody up? Again, not in the fights that I watched. So... Um, Cordic, great fights, great couple series there with Cordic. Um, I don't know, man. 
I was kind of, I was actually about halfway through. I was, ah, who was I telling? But I was, I was texting somebody. I was like, God damn, I'm, I'm kind of watching some some Basil McRae stuff here. Eh, it's I'm, it's fairly entertaining. I have to admit, um, far I, more inter- I think I might have been putting off because, like I said, the subject was uh, brought up to me months ago, and I don't know if I was well finding time, but it was. Uh, at the same time, I think a part of me might have been kind of putting it off because I was like, oh, God, I don't want to sit here and watch an hour of Basil McRae fights and, you know, fall asleep in my, in my friggin' spaghetti. But, um, no, it was, uh, I was pleasantly surprised. And like I said, I had seen the fights before, but it, like I said, it all, shit all runs together after a while. I, do, I don't remember some fight back in, on the 92-93 DVD halfway, or v, VHS tape halfway through. From him and Marty fighting in the forum. It didn't really, you know, stick in my memory bank that well. But uh, it was, I will say, I was it was fun to go back on YouTube and, and look up Basil. Um, I'd love to hear what you guys, the listeners, what do you guys have to say? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, if anybody out there has a DVD, I'm going to have to, I'm actually going to, I John, if you're listening, um, I bet you he has one. Um, I'm going to have him shoot one over to me. Actually, with the amount of, uh, with 200 and some career fights, I imagine it'll probably be a two or three disc set. Um, I will, I will grab those from him, go through them, and as a, as a solid investigator, I will do notes and really diagnose and, uh, dissect each fight. And, uh, I will give a full, although I kind of did already, I will give a full rundown of Basil McRae. Uh, for a future episode. Yeah, I'm sure everybody's on the edge of their seats, but I don't know, it was fun. Hey, you know, it's the dog days of summer. Let's, uh, you know, how about we, uh, we take a deep dive into certain guys. I mean, that's the thing. Everybody, oh, Probert or Brown or, you know, whatever. Hey, yeah, okay. Tony Twist. I mean, everyone does that shit. Um, how many people are, you know, we're doing a deep dive into Basil McRae. I'm going to go out in the limb and say I'm the first show to do that. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm looking forward to doing that. But, uh, yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, guys, I don't know. This episode, I don't uh, I don't really have much. Like I said, it's the, it's the long weekend. So, you know, kind of give me a break here. I've been, I've been working all weekend and, uh, you know, had some beers and talked to a few friends last night. That I had fun doing that. Dr. Chris, Jay, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, talk to, you know, talk to a few cats. Uh, Nick and Tony, I, I didn't mean to disregard, um, your, your, uh, your, your, your wanting to come on, um, or answering my, my, uh, my tweet. I appreciate it. Uh, as I said, I got a little sidetracked and, uh, a little deeper into the beer glass and I kind of really forgot. Um, uh, I didn't really forget. I was, uh, there was a couple certain individuals I was wanting to talk to. Uh, not that I don't want to talk to you guys, but there was, I, I was pointing out that, uh, obviously didn't, uh, step up and, uh, and, and verbally, uh, commit, you know, as, as well as they do on the keyboard. Uh, so, uh, anyway. Yeah. So, um, I guess to round it out here, my final thing, my final, um, uh, thought for the day. Um, I know, like I said, I know I don't have, I know Tim's already shutting it off because there's no, he just found out I have no list. So he's like, you know, I'm out of here. Um, (laughs) 
like I said, it's a long weekend. I know people are busy, so, um, you know, as I said, oh, before, you know, I, I didn't bring this, or did I bring this up at the start of the show? I don't think I did. Um, the last couple episodes, I, you know, those are some solid interviews, guys. I really hope you go back and check them out. Um, last Wednesday, last Wednesday, I had Mike Segroy on, and before that, Weapon X, Alex Penner. And I, bo- I think both guys were tremendous. Um, I know they've been on other shows. Um, I, I think those were the most in-depth interviews you're going to get from either guy. Although, no, I take that back. Alec had a really good interview last year with Segroy as well. Um, and Alec's interview was very good. Um, and I'm sure we touched on some of the same things, obviously. But at the same time, we both approach interviews differently. So it would be different. Um, so I think there's a few different stories there. Um, but I thought Mike was a great guest. Very well spoken. We talked. He had some great stories. Um I think we touched on a few things at the end that um, I was really happy that we were able to talk about. I really hope to get him back on, um, you know, maybe later in the summer, into the fall. Um, you know, not just talking about his career, but talking about just the fight game in general. Because um, I think he has a lot, oh, well, clearly he has a lot to offer and opinions on that. Um, and I thought Alex as well, Alex Penner, I know he has done a few shows, but again, I think... I'd like to think that was the most in-depth interview you're going to get with him. Um, again, some funny stories. Uh, had fun talking to him. I, I really encourage anybody that's listening now, uh, you know, again, 222 episodes, check out the back catalog. Uh, you know, Morasti, McIntyre, um, Joey Tedarenko, uh, Riley Emerson, Josh Mazur, um, Roman Volpat, Clark Wilm, Jeff Odgers, Wade Brookbank, um, you know, uh, Jess, Jesse Rosanzoff was a really fun interview. Dan Kopeck was a good interview for stories. Dean Mayrad talked about, you know, being on set with Bob Probert, Justin Timberlake, and the Love Guru. That was a lot of fun, uh, to listen to. Um, you know, Curtis Swanson. Uh, yeah, guys, I, you, like I said, uh, as the dog days of summer are going on and there's no hockey podcast, um, uh, maybe that's the opportunity to check out back catalogs. And, um, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not, Trying to sound arrogant or whatever, but I'll, I'll put up my back catalog up with anyone's. And, uh, and I, and I, and I think you guys listening, you guys, I think you really enjoy them if you go back and, and, and check some of the older stuff out. So I, I encourage you to do so. Um, anyway, to get into my final little fucking, uh, ramble here, um, I had put out on Facebook after the Avalanche won the Stanley Cup and they had their parade in Colorado. And they were doing the speeches there at the City Hall. And Landis Cog dropped the F-bomb as seems to be, like I said, it seems to be the cool thing to do these last couple years, apparently. Um, I just said, you know, maybe show some, why don't professional athletes show some professionalism and some class, time and a place. Um, dropping an F-bomb at a public event isn't savage or cool. I said, it's just ridiculous and childish. Was my Facebook post. To which I got a myriad of replies. Uh, some of which uh, were yes. I completely agree. Others were oh, you're soft bro. And uh, one guy soy boy. You know because somebody put up the clip of uh, Corey Crawford. The Blackhawks. Uh, when they won the cup. And he's getting interviewed. Fucking right Chicago. Like, uh, And I just typed back. I'm like oh what a hero. Like okay. Like, again, I don't understand this fucking we're cool guy swearing on live microphones. And 
at public events. I'm like, okay, when did this become the cool thing? Um, and of course, old Mark there, Mr. Blackhawk fanboy, has got to jump in and call me soy boy. So of course, I asked him, well, what does that mean? Like, what? Like, I know what it means, but how are you saying it in this? Because I think they should act with a little bit of fucking class. That all of a sudden that makes me soft or whatever. And of course he runs his fucking lips. I said nothing's more soy boy than talking shit and then uh, running away. When you get called on it, then running away and blocking a person without answering. So Mark, if you're out there listening, you, you want to talk about soy boys? Yeah, there you go. Uh, you know, and dial down the fanboy, you know. Um, and the other one here, uh, old Doug... Uh, I, I, I don't think you, you're quite grasping what I mean. I don't have a problem after you've won the cup, you go to, you know, I mean, they all got bloody mansions. Go to some guy's mansion, go to the strip joint, go to the bar, smoke, snort, hump, drink, your face is off. I don't care. That's not what I'm talking about. I would expect that to happen. And that has happened going back since... The, probably the Stanley Cup was first one. They were doing that. It's been, I know it's been on stages of the strip clubs that had shit snorted off of, drank out of, uh, strippers sat in, left on the side of the road, banged up, thrown in pools, all, you know, whatever. Drunken buffoonery reigns supreme. I don't have a problem with that. I do not care about that. What I am saying is when it is a city sponsored event, when the city of Denver puts on a parade for you, and you're all out there wearing your jerseys representing the Avalanche organization in front of hundreds of thousands of people, and you stand on the steps of City Hall at the podium, that is not the place to start swearing. And I cannot believe I have to clarify this. And I have buffoons replying to me. Yeah, I just don't get it, brother. First of all, I'm not your brother. Uh, second, who cares if someone drops the F-bomb? I think you're being a total hypocrite with no fighting and such. I think maybe you should check your tough guy approach. What the fuck does that even mean? Speak English. I was going to reply to you that I have, I do not have the time nor the crayons to explain it to you, Doug. But apparently I found some time and some crayons. So here we are. Listen to what I am saying. As a society, when, when we, we now just accept fucking buffoonery and idiocy and everything is just excused, stupidity reigns supreme from our elected officials to fucking TikTok morons to influencers to every bozo on social media. We're a society of fucking morons. And idiotic, moronic behavior is just, you know, encouraged. I said 20 years ago, when Joe Sackick stood on those very stairs after they won the cup in the 90s, did he go fucking rights? Did Ray Bork, after all those years... Finally winning a cup in Colorado. Did he puke all over the goddamn convertible during the parade and then stand there and swear with the cup over his head at the, uh, on the steps of City Hall? No. Because they're professionals and they have class. 
you're representing an organization at a public event. I'm not saying don't have a couple beers on the parade route, woohoo with the fans, take a few, run off the, jump off the car, have a couple selfies with some super fans. I am not saying to not do that. That is not what I'm talking about. Or if you're over there mixing with the fans and taking selfies and you have a couple beers with them, and you happen to say all oh, fucking rights or what, that's not, and of course everything's on cell phones now. That is not what I am talking about. I am talking about when you're standing at the podium on City Hall in the city of Denver with hundreds of thousands of people staring at you. You don't swear. Have some class. Be an adult. But once again, the buffoonism of society, and I have every fucking idiot replying to me, and they don't understand. Okay, Karen, I can't believe you're outraged. I am not outraged. I'm not writing letters to the NHL or to the Avalanche or tweeting at them or tweeting at Landis God calling it. I am not outraged. I am simply, as it's my Facebook page, I eat my opinions on things. That is my opinion. Show some class when you're at a public event. But all of a sudden, that, that makes me soft. Yeah, because having manners and being a, and having class is apparently soft. Yeah, it's, it's really hurting my tough guy rep. I didn't realize I had a tough guy rep. Like, what are you talking about? Buffoon. We excuse idiocy. But I, uh, well, you know, look, look what's popular television. That's, that's how you can judge a society. What's popular on TV? Oh, Christ, we got the Kardashians. You know, I don't know what, Jackass, the movies, uh, you know, whatever. You know, idiocy. Like I said, elected officials that talk like fucking inbred morons. And everybody, yeah, 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 that's my guy. You know, idiots. I can't, I, I can't believe, I, I can't even believe I have to, <laughs> I have to explain this on a podcast, what I meant, or justify what I'm talking about. This is just, what, what circus, what world am I living in here? That this, I have to explain what I meant. And defend. <laughs> like, acting decent and adult in public. What, what are we doing? Oh, well, they're just having fun. That was the other... Well, yeah, okay. There's a time and a place. Like, I'm not saying, oh, being before the streetlights come on and let's all drink protein shakes and, you know, go to bed at 8.30. What is that? That's not what I'm talking about at all. Go tear it up. I get it. But time and a place. On the steps of City Hall is not that time or the place. Is that that hard to wrap your head around? Like why? Uh, but I said my no- yesterday, my notification just filled up with like fucking mental midgets replying to me. And I, I just love this Johnny badass attitude on, on social media. Like talking shit on a keyboard makes you, a f- or swearing at public events is like, oh yeah, you're the fucking, you're the alpha male in the room now, bro. No, you look like a fucking idiot. There's nothing fucking alpha about that. So take your fucking 50-year-old fucking frohawk and sticking your tongue out in every picture and shove it up your fucking ass. Get a fucking clue, brother. What the fuck?
Now, you know, hey, you know what the irony is? Yeah, this is a public forum. I'm swearing. Yeah, because you know what? When you log in, it says explicit content before you hit play. Should they hang that warning on the fucking podium for the next speech? Explicit content? Earmuffs. Or we could maybe just act like adults. If the city of Saskatoon wants to award award me something, I'm not going to get drunk in the afternoon and go stand at City Hall and drop F-bombs. You know. I might drop F-bombs on this platform. But yeah, if I'm standing on the stairs of City Hall in Saskatoon with old Charlie Clark, uh, no, I won't be dropping F-bombs. Why? Because I'm not a fucking moron. I'm a 47-year-old adult. Aren't You should be as well. Fuck. Are we serious? Unbelievable. Uh, I, and like That's what I said. So I just erased it. And I'm like, you know what? You know, Here, hold on. I'm going to go dig this up. Yeah, here we are. Yeah, so I erased that. And then I said, tired of reading excuses for idiocy and keyboard tough talk in my notifications. Shame on me for thinking out loud. I'll stick to pictures and videos as it seems many can't handle anything more than that. To those on here that can socialize like normal functioning rational humans, thank you. You know, which unfortunately seems to be becoming few and far between on these on these fucking fight groups. The amount of mental midgets in these groups is uh, is baffling to me. And apparently reading... Oh, that was the other one. Go watch soccer then, bro. What the fuck does that mean? What does that mean? Uh, you idiots. Go watch soccer, soy boy. You're soft. You're a hypocrite. What is what, what is a hypocrite? What? What is that? Somebody decipher that for me. Translate it. I don't speak idiot. I, I, I'll have to type it into Google Translator or something. You know? Idiot ease. God. Anyway. Yeah, so maybe that's that's about it. I will, uh, you know, I, I guess, yeah, you have to clarify things. I, I guess I'm just a giant soy boy over here because, you know, I guess I because I, I don't drop F-bombs at City Hall or at public events. So I guess I'm a pussy. Softer to the puppy shit, I guess. Yeah. Take away my man card. Fucking losers. Fuck. Unbelievable. Ugh. Yeah. Whatever. Go go watch fucking Roadhouse and get hard, you fucking clowns. You know, you're you're too badass for this show. Too badass for me. Me and my soy boy. Yeah. Alright. Well now I'm pissed off. So I'm done. That's it, folks. I don't even know what this episode was. A few few rumors and then yelling at idiots. Although I think most of these episodes turn out to be yelling at idiots. But there's plenty of people, plenty of idiots to yell at. So I guess I'll have content for the rest of my life. Because as a society, we're fucked. We are. And every day that I read Facebook and then read my notifications, I am reminded of how as a society we're fucked. So thank you to the idiots out there for giving me unlimited content. You know, I weep for the few. I I look at my nieces and my nephews and I weep for them 
that this is the society that they have to fucking grow up with, with morons like this. It just, they're just dumber by the day. And like I said, and well, but hey, you get, like I said, the bigger of the buffoon, the, and the hero worship. That's the other thing. The hero worship. And the, we put these celebrities on pedestals. It's, it's embarrassing. They can just do whatever. Like I said, old Marky there is Blackhawk nerd and the other one there, you know, just, you know, your, your hero worship is, you know, is a, just blinds you to the embarrassment. God. No, they should be held. Yeah, they are role models and they should be held to a higher standard because they have a bigger platform, you know, so be, and, and some do. I'm not saying every, I'm not paintbrushing every celebrity and every athlete because that's certainly not fair. But recognize your position, the influence that you have. You might not like it. I know Charles Barkley famously said, I'm not a role model. Well, unfortunately, whether you like it or not, you are to some. You shouldn't be. You're right, but you are. And act as, act as such. Know that power that you have. And stop acting like buffoons. I know it's deaf here. I'm sure next year, oh, we gotta, we gotta be more savage than Landicott. So a bunch of them will say the F bombs and stuff. Cause that's, that's cool. And fucking Doug here and Mark and the rest of them will all cheer on and, ah, America! You know, that, that's my guy! Like, like a bunch of fucking idiots. And I will be saying the same thing next year. So, happy Canada Day, happy Independence Day, oh, what a society. No, to the sane and normal and rational people out there, and there are plenty that I interact with, thank you. I very much appreciate your comments, I enjoy interacting with you um, in my personal life. Like I said, I had some very good conversations yesterday that I very much enjoyed, you know, had a fun back and forth today with my brother um you know it's uh so it is possible to have meaningful conversations uh with sane rational people and thank you to dante to danny um uh, william numerous people thank you uh and to the idiots that replied grow up figure out what i'm talking about reading comprehension helps um you know, and dial, dial down the stupid and figure out what I mean. And swearing and talking tough on a keyboard is not alpha male shit. It's just more moron. It's just moronic shit. So, anyway. Off we go now. I, w- I hope everybody has a very good holiday. And onwards and upwards. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. Thanks, everybody. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?